Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. But I truly do think if we can learn... Puff Daddy to P Diddy to Sean Combs. Yes, I really think we can do the pronouns <laughs> thing. I truly Absolutely. do. <laughs> if we can go hard. from Snoop Dogg to Snoop Lion back to Snoop Dogg, we should be mm-hmm. able to do pronouns. I know we're capable yeah. as a culture. I'm ducking out, you're ducking out. Let's duck out together. See what it's all about. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast that has our family members getting a little too comfortable with the word dyke. I'm Carolyn Bergier. <laughs> I'm Melody Kamali. And today we are diking out with comedian and performance artist Gara Lawning about being non binary. Gara is the co-host of the podcast We're Having Gay Sex, along with past guest Ashley Gavin, and they performed on one of our last Stonewall shows before comedy went full Zoom. Gara, it's so great to catch up and have you here. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for having me. Hey. Um, hi. Uh, it's so funny, the show I was on... Uh, before we went full Zoom, uh, my twin, who famously, we're like weird, estranged right now, but like he had known someone who was at that show and they were like, I went to this amazing comedy show. Do you know Gara Lawning? And he was like, Gara Lawning, that's my twin. So just a funny little <laughs> anecdote about that. Gable, if you're listening, that's crazy. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gara, we were on a show together just before everything shut down, I remember, too. And we had met. Uh, all I remember is the host had this bit where they were sitting in a UPS box while they hosted it. Do you remember this? Oh, my God. You were there. <laughs> oh, my God. And you were the first comic up. And you're like, are you really going to? They This <laughs> host sat in a big cardboard box. And the yeah. whole thing, the theme of the show was shipping. as in. Like the term, I ship this couple. I don't know. But they fully sat in a cardboard box for the whole show. And Gara went up and was like, are you seriously going to do this? Fine. How much time do I I have? Five minutes? (laughs) To pretend you're not in this box next week? Right. I like gave them like five outs. I was like, you could get out now and no one one would care. (laughs) And they committed. Yeah. I can't believe you were there. Remembering comedy shows... I mean, like, remembering comedy shows in normal times, but now remembering comedy shows, like, back when it's, like, when we went to war together, like, where I was like, remember that time when (laughs) she was in a box? And I'm like, yes! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. What else has been going on with you, Gara? Nothing much. Like I said, I moved uh, a couple blocks, which in New York, you would think it would make it easier to move a couple blocks, but moving a couple <laughs> blocks is still hundreds of dollars. Just so much work, but yeah, move. Right. And in a pandemic, it's like even fucking crazier. And when everybody's moving either to get out of the city or to get cheaper rent. So all the the moving companies I hear are turning down people 
And then it's like, well, what do you do if all the U-Hauls are taken and then the moving companies are all booked and you have to move? Well, I'm lucky because I have a dad who owns a Honda Civic. And if you guys, if anyone out there has a father with a Honda Civic, a Swiss Army man, the man can do anything. He just like, he shows up, (laughs) he lifts everything on his back. He's like, he's like, I don't need help. And he just like launches it into the car. Honestly, my, my lesbian side, I think is, it comes from my, my father. So thank God (laughs) the moving, the moving side of me is from Greg. There could be something to that. My father also had a Honda Civic, so <laughs> yes. that's probably why we're gay. Yeah, that is, that actually is why. <laughs> Love a Honda Civic. Yeah. Melody, your dad, Mr. Kamali, no Honda Civic? No Honda Civic. I don't even remember. At one point, there was a Jetta. How gay okay. is that? I think Jettas are... I don't know what that is. What is that? A Volkswagen. A Volkswagen. Oh, hell yeah. And then I had a 96 Volkswagen that I drove when I was in high school in like 2006. And it was like broke down. I thought I had to name it a German name. It was named Brunhilde. Um, Yes. (laughs) Shout out to our German listeners. Is that a good one? Um, But yeah, I don't know. I feel like my mom had the butch car. We had a, a Dodge Caravan. That maroon one, uh, not with the wooden panel running through it, but, you know, mm. that, like, purpley <laughs> oh, old sure. dyke yeah. of a car. <laughs> yeah. Sturdy. Yeah. I don't know. That sounds like it looks more like an eggplant emoji. <laughs> it, that is true. That, but the, the moms who drove that car fucked. Like, I'm thinking about, <laughs> On top. like, the moms that I knew. And, like, they pull up. I was like, that girl fucks. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> well, glad you're all moved in and that you survived that process. It's a very stressful thing. Uh, and you're looking great. I know our Thank listeners you. can't see you right now, but dress real profesh for this recording. Thanks. And, mm-hmm. I got yeah. up like it was my wedding day. I was like, I'm not backing <laughs> out. Like, I told my boyfriend, I was like, I was like, the day has come. <laughs> He's like, okay. <laughs> What's going on in the world this week that's queer? Literally the only thing I'm aware of is Niecy Nash. Me too. But. Oh, yeah. That was big. Everybody was tweeting about it. And then I embarrassingly felt like a old clueless person that was like, I, I kind of know who I couldn't. Well, place. she looks very different. Um, yeah. Okay. Than what she looked like. Like, I don't know. Millennials especially will appreciate like Reno 911. She was on this um, kind of hoarders show on TLC where she would scream at crazy people to clean up their house. Oh She's very funny. She was married uh, to the original Billy on the street. Truly. Billy, Billy in your house. Home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in Elena's house. <laughs> if you know who Elena is from Billy on the yes. street. Shout out to Elena. I hope Elena listens to Diking Out. Cool. Wow, that was a big cut. I appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, I love that show. Um, I know a lot of lesbians yeah. don't like Billy. Um, probably just because of that one clip of him just going, come on, lesbians. Let's go, lesbians. Oh, Let's go, yeah. lesbians. I, just... I thought a lot of us embraced us. Yeah, <laughs> I think Let's it's go. so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like an anthem. That's if you're on TikTok. a go-to gif. <laughs> yeah, no, on TikTok, just so many, like, 
young little Zoomers are using that audio. So I think yeah. they're the Zoomers are in, embracing okay, good, Billy good. on the street. Yeah. But DC Nash, she was married to a man for eight years and their divorce mm-hmm. finalized in March. And uh, she was married to two men, one before that. And um, I think she had yes. taken his name. And so then she married Jay Tucker, who she was married to for eight years. And they announced they were going to get divorced last October. They finally, like, it was official in March. And then she's immediately married to this very sexy musician, mm-hmm. lesbian, Carol Betts. And um, wait, is that her name? <laughs> no, no. no. Ca- Carol is Nisi's name. I know. That's what I was like. Why did I just say Carol? <laughs> it's Stephanie or something. Because a lot of queer couples have the same names. That's why. That's true. That is true. I babysat two <laughs> girls whose moms, both names were Jen. Neither of the Jens would uh, cave and go by Jennifer. So <laughs> is is a trope, surprisingly enough. Um, yeah, I can't believe I just did that, though I can. Jessica Betts. And their voting hashtag was all bets are off with two T's. Oh, of course. Um, Yeah. But I did some sleuthing and saw that um, she had gotten divorced from Jay Tucker. And the rumor back then was that she had like gotten too hot, essentially. Uh, The tabloids were like, he's upset. She's getting too glamorous. She has a whole new body because she had just joined on to um, that TNT show Claws that she's on. And it did get like a lot of critical acclaim. And she definitely had a glow up with it as there was a lot more attention on her. And if you do some scrolling on her or Jessica's um, Instagram, you can see there's videos of them together in 2016. So I think her marriage Whoa. didn't fall apart because she was getting too hot. I think it's because she was a big old dyke. And I don't know. What a surprise. What a, the only, it feels like the only good thing that happened to us. Yeah. <laughs> All of us. Right. <laughs> in quarantine. Well, I, I was reading the Surprise Gay Wedding com article about it. And then I was surprised to learn that Debrat is also queer. I didn't know that, that that was a thing. Really? That's something I didn't know, but felt. Who is that? <laughs> so De- Debrat was a, a rapper, or I mean, is a rapper, I guess. I, I don't really keep track of Debrat's life other than I know that uh, she's been <laughs> sure. to prison twice. Or no, she's been arrested twice. I think she only went to prison once, but both times it was for assaulting people with a, a bottle of rum, which I want to say is no wow. laughing matter. But the fact that you got caught twice assaulting people <laughs> well, I with laughed. a bottle of rum... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, but they, they were featured on a lot of, like, they were in that, uh, Moulin Rouge Ladies Night remix. It was just, like, a lot of songs that were featuring DeBrat, like, Missy Elliott featuring DeBrat, and just a lot of, uh, MTV, uh, VMA featuring for DeBrat, and, yeah, in the article just mentioned, I, I guess because DeBrat is also black and people didn't were surprised okay. that they Even were queer. Now, I, I think the article was talking about people who like kept their sexuality secret somewhat until they came out as mm. married. Or what about Missy Elliott? What's the deal with well, Missy Elliott? Still, still not getting that <laughs> information <laughs> from her. Oh, this ties into Missy Elliott because Jessica Betts, who Nisi Nash married, was on a 2000s like reality competition show hosted by Missy Elliott. Love it. 
about it was called like the road to stardom i All think right. and yeah i'm not gonna lie you guys are talking about a lot of things and a lot of people that i'm like no idea <laughs> i know nisi nash is no more clue. like millennial <laughs> you could have made this all up and like okay we're gonna like do this like thing with gara where we just start like throwing out fake things and see if they know it <laughs> like no no clue <laughs> you're welcome now you know now you know about this. I know now. The totally useless information that will get you nowhere. I know. In life. We should have a new segment called Useless Gay Information yeah. that we do. <laughs> 99% of it, I think, is useless. Uh, well, let's talk about something, Gara, that I think you will know about. What's the gayest thing you did this week? God, other than moving, that's, that's pretty gay, but I, I did move in. I moved in with uh, my uh, two very close uh, lesbian friends. Okay. And then my gay friend. And then my bisexual boyfriend. So we now live in a gay clout house. Yes. Uh, nice. Do you know what a clout house is? <laughs> do you know or oh, no? I mean, no, I really just took clout. the word clout and was like, yeah, they've got yeah. clout. Yeah. And they're all in a house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all have so much clout. No, but like a clout house, like nowadays, is like on like YouTube and TikTok when like a bunch of like creators will get together and live in a house so they can like be constantly making stuff oh, all the wow. time. Like the hype house? Yeah, like, like the- a hype house. Yeah, like old okay. house. Yeah. It's oh, like okay, a clout see, house. we're teaching you. You're teaching us. Yeah. Um, this is amazing. <laughs> so it's a, tra- it's a trap house for social media is that <laughs> yes yes no tra- i actually a trap home if you will <laughs> they have their own kind of celebrity world and news these like tiktok creator houses yeah. uh, like there's the shade room online um and i've seen that there's like a specifically like tiktok creator shade room that just like churns out all the gossip happening between these kids yeah it's Robust nuts world. And they all get, they're all so huge. Like, it's funny, like, I'll go and, like, look at, like, Tom Hanks on Instagram, which I don't know how many followers Tom Hanks has. Let's just say he has, like, 5 million followers on Instagram. And these, like, creators who just got big will have, like, uh, like 50 million followers. And it's yeah. like, yeah, I don't even know. This person could walk down the street and I'd just be like, oh, a very, a very beautiful looking person with not 50 million right. followers. So then cut to them making a video later that night. It's like, thank you guys so much for 57 billion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're probably making so much money. I don't know. I was doing some very boring TikToking where I'm like, who are the big queer players on, on TikTok? Like very research oriented. And I saw like all the people I was looking at, all their posts were sponsored posts. Mm. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. how, even when all your posts become sponsored, like, are people still still in it for that if you're not doing as much, you know? But I get it. I mean, chase that money. I'm thinking they, these people are <laughs> 17, 18 and probably making, you know, a, a million bucks in sponsorships. Right. That's not, right. And also. Don't go to college. Yeah, I think. Nobody should go to college. <laughs> right. No, no one should. As someone who didn't go to college, uh, I'm going to yes. tell you guys you shouldn't go to college. Yeah. Wow, you're officially uh, the yeah. smartest I out person fine. who's done the podcast. You didn't go to college. Yeah. You didn't waste all that yeah. Money. There we go. That's that's exactly what I think. I have I have no insecurity about it whatsoever. I I feel great. I never feel like bad when people are going around and saying their colleges, and then people are like Harvard and like Notre Dame, and then I'm like. I didn't go. And then you have to explain it and be like, but I'm fine. I'm doing great. Look at me. Look at my Instagram. I'm fine. And they're like, 
yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, you're fine. I'd so, rather do that than explain the media art school I went yeah. to <laughs> when we go around the table. But see, I'm so dazzled by college because I didn't go. So like people would be like, yeah, I had like a major in like general business. I'll be like, that's really cool. I'll <laughs> be like, it's really not. <laughs> so you could say not. anything and I'd love it. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. Actually, I wasn't thinking about it in terms of really missing out on the college experience. But then how old were you when you moved to New York? I was 18. 18. Yeah. So that's like a whole experience in and of itself that I feel like you really, again, did not miss out on not going to college. I also think that not going to college is uh, such a power move nowadays. Like 10 years ago, if you didn't go to college everyone would have been like, ooh, well, good luck. People were, were a lot more snobby about it. And then sure, fast forward to sure. everybody being in, uh, just buried in, in debt that has right. crippled them. Uh, <laughs> and, right. you know, coming out of uh, the financial crisis and now everybody's like, uh, yeah, the smartest people don't go to college. <laughs> they know what's up. Well, the thing is, is I'm from the Midwest, so like, Still in the Midwest, it's like if you're if you don't go to college, it's like very much you're looked at like you're you're out of your mind. But like so like I would like talk to people back home and they'd be like, so what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just like working and trying to do comedy. And they're like, but what are you really doing? I'm like working and trying to do comedy. Living in a clout house. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I'm in a clout house now. So like and subscribe. Podcasting about gay sex. (laughs) Yeah, that that too, which no one back home knows. I keep it very, like, under wraps, but, like, it's funny when people in the Midwest that I knew from a long time ago will message me and be like, hey, I listened to your podcast. I'm like, so, so like, you're, you're gay. Yeah. And we'll just, like, talk back and forth, and they'll be like, yeah, I just thought it was really great. I'm like, so it's like, you know, you're, like, gay. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've had a few of those people from high school being like, just want to know, want to, you know, I, I'm, I've listened to your podcast. Yeah. I'm like, so are you unofficially coming out to me? That's great. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, never right. mentioned. Right. Um, wait, where in the Midwest are you from? I'm from Iowa. Cool. I like that Quad Cities area, but that's all. And Des Moines. Yeah. Des Moines. Oh, where are you from? In the- <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> Quad Cities, Des Moines. I'm not from either, even close I'm like, to those that- places. <laughs> well, it's funny. I'll be like, I'm from a small town. And people would be like, Des Moines. I'm like, no, imagine a place with about 40,000 less people. Uh, I mean, probably even more than that. 100,000 less people. It had like 8,000 people in the town. So like very, very small right. town. Yeah, you just heard me vomit, blurt out everything I knew to say about <laughs> yeah. Iowa. He's like, like, oh, well, yeah, that quad. writer's workshop and, uh, yeah, yeah. Kurt Vonnegut was there yeah. once. <laughs> uh, first state to legalize gay marriage. That's true. Yeah. That yeah. is true. Yeah. You think they'd be cooler with it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You really think they'd be cooler with it, but. but really, it's just a lot of nah. libertarians, right? <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah, they're just like, well, I, I guess <laughs> I don't want them in my business. So, yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> Melody, what's the gayest thing you did this week? My girlfriend set up a Roth IRA. So if she dies, I'm her beneficiary. Okay. We set that up together at the beginning That's of this awesome. week and of last week. And so if, if Allie passes, 
I get enough for a nice dinner and one month's rent. So that's pretty cool. Well, here's hoping that never happens. <laughs> Sorry, Melody. I don't want you to get that money. I don't either. I asked Allie this morning. I was like, did I do anything gay this week? And she said that. <laughs> that is gay, though. That's like that's gay. That's like mega yeah. gay. That's like gay sex. That's that's incredible. Yeah. Ben- yeah. Beneficiary level is is so gay. Uh, I'm, I'm counting it. <laughs> I don't know what a Roth IRA is. <laughs> I just, it's like a retirement. Didn't you go to college, Melody? Yeah, I went to art school. Like I'm telling you, I have 40000 in debt, and I don't know what a Roth IRA is. <laughs> well, I didn't go to college, and I didn't know what a Roth IRA is. And we've determined that I'm the smartest person in this room, yeah. in, this, yeah. in this Zoom room. For that, sure. <laughs> So, Do you want to yeah. know what? I actually, um, it's weird. Our phones listen to us maybe, and this is why, but after she did this, I went on TikTok and I just kept getting all these videos that are like, here's everything you need to know about setting up a Roth IRA from like a 20 year old who's like, invest in your retirement now. So easy. Like, and then I liked it. And now like I'm, That's I'm in awesome. finance TikTok now, I guess. Yes. Like all my <laughs> videos on my for you page are about retirement funds. From- I love that children. <laughs> yes. You know, I am sick of Gen Z rubbing it in our faces how much they've learned from all of our mistakes. All right. Stop yeah. rubbing it in and making us feel like failures for focusing more on our Harry Potter houses and not enough on You're our right. uh, financial <laughs> solvency. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, lay off. To, to all my fellow Zoomers, lay off. Come on. Like, chill out. <laughs> I actually love it. I love I it. I know. We love it. And we love your TikTok. Um, yeah. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> for our listeners, follow Gara's TikTok. It's pretty dancing. A lot of dancing. It is a lot of dancing. But it's so funny to dance make dance videos before TikTok and then everyone told me to go on TikTok and then I did and then I realized I'm not that good (laughs) so it was like see to like normal people like that's pretty good but like to like kids on TikTok it's like yeah no (laughs) that's not that good at all sometimes I look at other Zoomers and I'm like do you guys just like this as like a joke (laughs) like is this just like a joke to it because it's hard to tell with Zoomers they will like things just for the irony of it, like sure. all of Millie Bobby Brown's existence at this point is because kids, I, you guys know about this, right? That they made this uh, joke that she hates gay people and she doesn't. And so Zoomers will like make TikToks about how Millie Bobby Brown hates gay people and they're oh like, this God. is so funny. And people are like, you are going to ruin this girl's career. Like, for a generation of people that are so, like, you know, try to be woke and, like, allies, they literally, yeah, they're, like, single-handedly starting this yeah. rumor. It's fucked up. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, messed up. I did see those rumors. I had no yeah. idea. It's not That's true. They are literally, ironically... I'm like, so yeah. afraid of Zoomers. Oh my god, you that's should terrifying. be. They are, it is terrifying. terrifying. Yeah, no, it's bad. <laughs> well, Carolyn, yeah, what's the gayest thing you did this week? Oh, thanks for asking. 
it, it might cancel out itself between the gayness and the not gayness of what I did. But last episode, I teased that I was in the market for a Honda Fit, uh, mm-hmm. which is the new Subaru. Unless Subaru wants to sponsor us, then I take it back. But for now, uh, the Honda Fit is the new Subaru. Got a lot of listeners saying, hey, I had a Honda Fit. I didn't realize yeah, it was gay. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Every time you see a Honda Fit, check who's in the driver's seat, and it is a dyke. It's a dyke every time. Why is it gay? What what makes the Honda Fit? It's got a, a lot of cargo space for a small vehicle. It's uh, okay. it's economical. It's dependable, but it has something called a, a magic seat, which one of our listeners say that they propose to their wife uh, in the magic seat. You know, <laughs> but the yeah, it, it folds down. It makes it makes so much space when you fold down the seats to move in with each other yeah it's for for moving in with each other you know (laughs) you can do multiple moves just from one girlfriend to the next uh and the the honda will hold up for all those moves but in some homophobic turn of events honda has canceled the honda fit they're no longer (gasps) making them so they're very hard to get. It's hard to get like a used Honda Fit or even uh, a new one. And I, and I was looking and trying to get one and I failed at getting a Honda Fit. Uh, so I got a non-Honda Fit car. But the gay thing is we named it Sally Ride. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the gayest thing I did this week was name my car Sally Ride. You, met, you win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cecilia's taking it a little too far. She's really acting like the car is a person and uh, seeing how far she can take it. So she's like, oh, so whenever it needs to be serviced, we can say we're taking Sally to the doctor. I'm like, or not. Uh, we can just <laughs> still treat it like a car. <laughs> I don't know. She's not seeing many friends these days. Let That's true. It. <laughs> That's true. I'll let Cecilia have whatever she wants, man. <laughs> Wait, Sally Ride's still alive, right? She's still living? No, I don't think so. Sally Ride's dead? Am I finding out on this podcast that Sally Ride is dead? <laughs> yeah, I think... Yeah, she died in 2012. Yeah, yeah, she... <gasps> no! She died and then... I don't then know it... why I laughed when... <laughs> Uh, she died, and then it came out after she was dead that that she was gay, which you know uh, most of us knew. Yeah, it's a bummer that people are just coming out beyond the grave or at their wedding. Sure, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love Sally Ride. We purchased Sally Ride stamps, the commemorative uh, stamps when they were up for grabs. And that's what we used for any diking out related mail. So, you know, just uh, really supporting gay astronauts here at diking out. Well, what do you say we blast off into our topic then? (laughs) Oh my God, Melody, I love it. You know the way to my heart is a a pun-based transition. Oh, man. Uh, I'm getting emotional. I'm not kidding. Uh, (laughs) And let's take off to non-binary town. Yes. Gara. I know. No, I was trying to think of another pun, and then I was like, oh, shit, that's you. (laughs) I was like, okay, we're (laughs) first step for non-binary, second, okay. Uh, 
Don't do it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm so excited to do this topic on Diking Out because I feel like on my podcast, because we talk more about like gay sex. Yeah. And we don't really get into like, it, it's also like a very like loose kind of like comical podcast. So like I'm not really getting into like the ins and outs of like NB-ism. Um, yeah. But yeah, excited to talk about it on here. Can you explain non-binary to my mom? Yeah, what's your mom's name? Dorothy, but she goes by Dottie. Good, because in this conversation, I'm her close friend, and that's what I wanted. So what I'd probably do is, like, we sit across, like, a like a nice, like, table, probably, like, midday. Like, you know, that's how I like to do it, coming out it, to people and explaining it. I think that's where I went wrong, is I tried to explain this to my mom across a table <laughs> at night. Yep. After she had some wine. There, there so you, you have mm. to catch Dottie midday <laughs> Got it. to explain. Got it. Non-binary and they, them pronouns. But, but go yeah. ahead. I'm going to play this to her next time I see her. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, so we're sitting across the table. Uh, lights up. Uh, hey, Dottie. Uh, it's me, your non-binary friend, pansexual, uh, trans, uh, Dyke Gera, and I'm here to explain non-binaryism to you. And usually at this point with, like, older people, you kind of just, like, ask them questions like, uh, do you know? Because, like, you, you can't just, like, go dive right in. So I feel like I'd be like, do you know what uh, trans people are? And let's just say, like, Dottie's like, yes, I know what. I'm assuming she does know. She knows. She knows. Okay. So I'd be like, uh, so we know what transgender is. So let's, like, imagine this little space where, like, transgender is a big spectrum. I love how I'm now talking to her like a preschooler. But <laughs> really, I'd be, like, drunk. She'd be drunk. We'd be, like, blasting Billy Joel. And I'd be like, I'm coming out to you, Dottie, right now. <laughs> okay, listen up, Dottie. Now, now I'm bad cup. Listen up. It's a spectrum. <laughs> it's a crazy spectrum. And honestly, you can fall anywhere on that spectrum. But it's also under the umbrella of transness, which I think is an important thing to mention when we talk about non-binaryism. Because I think a lot of people, it's hard to like tell, even if people identify as non-binary, sometimes people wouldn't identify as trans, which is why when I introduce myself, right. I make sure that people I include, I'll say I'm trans non-binary, um, which is, I'm not going to lie, kind of just negates itself. Um, <laughs> like, it's kind of just essentially the same thing. But it's basically falling on a spectrum and not identifying on a gender binary. And then Dottie's like, oh, my God, like, let's go to Kohl's. And then we go to Kohl's. Dottie would want to go to Kohl's. And Dottie is dressed in an amazing suit. And I'm in a suit. But then I'm like, Dottie, I can also wear a dress. And she'd be like, you look amazing in both of those things. And I'll be like, and it doesn't have to be a binary. And then we pass out watching Top Gun. And that's it. Sounds fun. Uh, I think Dottie's more confused now. Good. Honestly. <laughs> That's the point, to confuse them. That's why non-binary people exist. It's just to confuse people. So 
happy about. <laughs> it's working because I'm not gonna lie. Uh, as a as a cis person, I uh, of course respect non-binary identities. They are valid. The more I read about them, the more confused I get. Yeah, because I try to educate myself, and there'll be things that seem like they contradict each other, and then I just come to the conclusion that everybody has their own experience with it and their own definition of it, so you can't think of it as something that is so tightly defined, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know, that that it's like a little bit more loose, because I'll read one thing, and then I'll read another thing, and I'm like, wait, wait a minute, I thought I, thought I knew. Right. Right. And I think, though, like non-binary people feel the same way because like coming out and as I talk to like listeners of the podcast or people who message me, it seems like non-binary people all have this like thread through them where it's like, am I non-binary? And it's like, sure, there's not really a part of you that's going to like be like, ding, you are non-binary. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say we all have that as well. Just like I have the, am I gay? Like, I think that's <laughs> <Right>. normal. <laughs> to question your identity. Right. How about your mom? How was that conversation? I would say that conversation is pretty non-existent at this point, okay. which is why I felt so comfortable talking to Dottie, because Keely scares Great. the living <laughs> yeah, shit out of I me. As I said, how about, I was like, this could not be... <laughs> Even a thing that happened. I mean, like, do I seem like someone who has a good relationship with my mother? I have a fucking mullet. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, your hair looks too good to have a great relationship with your mother. Right, exactly. I'm wearing a chain right now. So, no, I, Greg and Keely have not had that conversation yet. But uh, a few weeks ago, I came out to my first sibling. So I have five siblings. And I Does came. that include the twin that you absorbed? <laughs> is that a real thing? Did you really absorb a, a fetus in the womb? It is. What? Can you? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Caroline is referring to my stand-up where I talk about absorbing my triplet. Uh, triplet, yes. My, my triplet, oh. yeah. Because I have my twin is living. He is out in the world and living. Oh. Uh, he is not great right now. He's a 23-year-old boy, so he's making his way, but is currently yeah. Yeah. in Denmark. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. cool. So just fucking around in Denmark. Uh, Gable, if you're listening to this, uh, text me. But uh, the one that, <laughs> that I absorbed is still inside me. And my favorite, yeah. my favorite triplet uh, at this point. So great. <laughs> so wow. So that sibling is totally cool with uh, with your identity as a trans, non-binary, pansexual. Yes, my my triplet, human. my triplet is yeah uh, very cool with it. Mostly because they are a part of it. Uh, for anyone yeah. out there that's like, is this a joke or is this like? <laughs> For it's real, real life. it is. It is real. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is a true thing that happened. But anyway, I oh, what I was saying was, is I came out to one of my siblings, my older sister, who lives in Des Moines, and I came out to her um, a few weeks ago, like first sibling to willingly come out to, and I was so nervous for months. Yeah. 
could not even begin to think about the vernacular and how I would explain this to her. Because I would say I am out to, in my personal life, maybe 5% of people. And then wow. uh, out to the world of uh, gay sex, uh, 100%. So uh, Right, because you, you're pretty queer like you're pretty visible as a queer person <laughs> in, in new york uh on the internet just yeah. a very queer queer presence thank and you we love it your sister did she also not know that you were pansexual and uh good question she didn't know i was pan she knew i was bi which uh okay. i essentially is the same thing i'm not getting into the Bisexual, pansexual yeah. argument. It's yeah. yeah. Send me an email. Let's let's do a little email chain. Don't actually. I'm not giving you my email, but <laughs> no. She. I came out to her. So I came out as uh, a bi about like five years ago, and uh, that when I came out as bi, I think was living like a very unhinged life where I was like, I don't give a fuck, like about my parents and what they think. So it was basically just me just, like, barging into, like, my family's, like, dinner and being like, I'm bisexual, and having them be like, okay. <laughs> um, but, but, so she knew that, and then coming out as non-binary, I just didn't even know if she would even know what transgender was, like, on an actual level know what it was. Yeah. So that was something that I was trying to navigate leading up to um, talking to her. And finally, I like had talked about my very close friends who are both non-binary. And she had such an amazing response and was just like, you don't have to answer any of my questions, but I would love it if you did answer my question, which for people who don't know... I feel like the whole trans experience is based around people really asking questions when you don't have the capacity to answer them. And that's not how I feel all the time, but, like, I do get a lot of questions all the time about, like, what bathroom do you use? Like, uh, do you feel fine with long hair? Like, do you wear a binder all the time? Like, it's just, like, it's too much. But so it was very kind of her to be, like, to just know, like, oh, this is my sister. I care for them. We say sister yeah. because she, <laughs> she asked me if she could call me her nibbling, and I said no. <laughs> okay, thank you, because that's just something I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Nibbling. <laughs> yeah. Zibbling. I like zibbling over cool. nibbling. Yeah. Yeah, nibbling makes me feel a little weird and also hungry. I don't know. <laughs> sure, sure. And me as well. And no shade to anyone that actually uses it. Right. Um, but I don't. <laughs> I I do not <laughs> use it. And it was nice of my sister. I'm sure she was wanted to laugh out loud about it, <laughs> like when she asked me, but was very much like, should I call you my nibbling? And I was like, please never. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Call well, me that. <laughs> so here's the thing. Like, I'll see things on on Instagram that are like, here are ways to be uh, a better ally to non-binary people. 
and it'll say, don't use words like mom and dad, use parent. And I'm kind of like, I don't think that's for you to tell me that I can't use the words mom and dad anymore. And I don't really think non-binary people care what how I refer to my parents. Right. Like, <laughs> as long as you're not making assumptions about people when when you meet them or imposing labels on um on other people who who don't identify with those labels I think it's I mean I I'm actually asking for your permission (laughs) no I was like as as the representation for all non-binary people like can I still call Dottie mom is that hey Dottie or am I Dottie Okay. No, no, I look, I, I am also not the judge for all other non-binary people, but I would say that's what we were hoping. Yeah. Damn. Well, (laughs) bye guys. I, (laughs) I'm going to go, but, uh, no, I, I would say it, it is very hard to offend me. I say that with a grain of salt. People who message me, please, like, people will, I will say that and people will be like, oh, great, so I'll just ask you this question. It's like, yeah, no, that's that's what I don't like. But I, I right. think <laughs> I, from the non-binary people that I'm friends with and, like, non-binary sure. people that I've met and known, I think we are more concerned with being accepted and having people understand us which takes yeah. a lot of like overcompensating to be like like every non-binary or even trans person I meet is always so nice, so sweet, and just like overly be like whatever that's fine like you're okay when it's like no we should be able to be like you got that wrong please correct yourself right right yeah yeah, yeah. and and that's something that. I've also seen from a lot of people, especially as they're first coming out as non-binary and it's like letting the pronoun thing slide for a long time and then realizing actually it's, it's not cool. Right. And I've told you this and you keep saying this. So can you please, uh, not be an asshole. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I feel like a lot of people think that they get like passes. People will be like, you know, I've I've known you for a long time, Gara. So you got to understand, like, I'm just not going to get it right. And it's like, I've known you for six months. (laughs) And my older (laughs) sister, who's known me for 23 years, went, I will most definitely try. And she tried and she's doing it. So like, don't right. come at me with the whole, like, I knew you when you were a girl. It was like, hey, I knew me when I was a girl, too. And I, I frankly, yeah. I hated her. So, no, I love girl Gara, but we're much happier as NB Gara, I would say. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. 
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about that journey. Like, how did you, when did you start? I don't know how it works. Is it that you were identifying less and less or that you just realized you never really identified with with being a, a woman? Yeah, what's so funny of you saying woman especially is like that's that's the word. I'm I'm that's triggered. <laughs> no, that's but like that's the word that like I would not allow anyone to call me that ever. Like not once in my life would I ever That's funny cuz cuz I say that instead of girl as to not um infantilize. <laughs> right i'm not like being like how dare you i'm just saying like (laughs) that was a huge indication for me uh because i hated the idea of me growing it was the idea of me growing up into god i want to throw up even saying that word (laughs) don't say it don't say it the w word whoa whoa (laughs) um uh, uh, um, but i i hated the idea of even growing up as that and then i would say over time it was a lot of like i went through a period where i overcorrected myself which was like i was wearing a lot of low-cut tops and dresses and actual bows in my hair and like it was like uh, doing that, like trying to push it as far as I could push it. I was hoping that it would make me feel better about it or like feel like yeah. I fit into this. Honestly, at the time, I viewed it as like a persona. But I would say it wasn't until I started dating my current partner that uh, I was able to actually realize that. I was, I mean, like, as you go through it, I think the more you just discover words like meeting people and like, sure, you know, discovered pansexuality. I was like, oh my God, that's me. And then like discovering yeah. like non binaryism. And then even like, also, I don't know if non binaryism is the word. Does anyone know? <laughs> <laughs> Can you correct me? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't. <laughs> Me yeah. either. <laughs> so, listener, call in <laughs> right yeah. now because this is live. Um, five 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 Dyke. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then discovering the words that fit me most because I view it now as a journey and kind of like an ever changing thing, and less of a like a, I'm going to put on this label and feel it wholeheartedly and be it, you know. To the ends of the earth. Yeah, and I think uh, I bought my first binder like three years ago, which 
I think if anyone knew me growing up, I the thing I hated most about myself was my boobs, which, like, everyone, like, when I'd be at slumber parties and be like, ah, I just, like, hate my boobs. They grew very fast, very quickly. And then, like, all yeah. the girls would be like, are you kidding? I am so jealous. And I'd be like, you're right. <laughs> I should love these jugs of things on my, these sacks of <laughs> sand. I should on. love how they feel when I run and jump. And- <laughs> right. right. So I was like, I'll pretend to. Um, and then when I bought my first binder, that was even more affirming of like, I, you know, don't feel like uh, uh, a human, as I'd say. <laughs> yeah. I've noticed with um, people who are non-binary don't use the word woman a lot or man. It's always like girl or boy. Um, like when Sarah Ramirez came out as non-binary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Recently said something in that Instagram caption that was like, in me is the capacity to be a girlish boy or a boyish girl or neither or all. Like, well, yeah, yeah. Just, I don't know. I just noticed it's usually like not woman or man. Right. Is that a thing? I don't know. I'm just realizing just realize- it right now as well. And I'm like, <laughs> why, why do we do this? I don't know. I think most of the time, like just because of how I look, which is, uh, listeners, I look like, like a mm-hmm. little boy ghost. I look like a, like a, <laughs> a twink <laughs> from like the, the 1920s. <laughs> like <laughs> meets Mick Jagger. Yeah, right. At his prime. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a, a Twinkie Mick Jagger. Uh, yeah. I always, like, love riding this line of being, like, because when I'm dressed, like, very, as people would say, as as you cis people would say, girly. Um, <laughs> as when I'm dressed very girly, I feel like people are like, but are you non-binary now? <laughs> and it's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, being non-binary has nothing to do with your, uh, with your appearance, or your presentation. Right. Exactly. And that took me a long time, especially, to understand that. Um, right. Because I spent a lot of time wearing ginormous button-down shirts and, like, <laughs> cargo shorts. <laughs> and right. just trying to, like, be, again, like, overcorrecting and being like, this is this is what I want. Like, I want to be this thing and then realizing I throw all my dresses and in like a non-binary spiral and now <laughs> god damn it I miss my damn dresses <laughs> so yeah. I have to build up that rack again but yeah <laughs> so what does gender mean to you and I know that that's a very big question I love it no I love it I love gender and hate gender so much it's such like a sexual Mm -hmm. relationship i have with gender because some days you wish that everyone could acknowledge that be like okay guys like this doesn't really exist right like this is pretty silly what we're all doing with gender right now but then other days i'm like god damn it i want to look like a rollerblading like boy from the 90s like I want to look like that kind of guy like I want to wear a chain wallet and buzz my hair and talk to girls and be like 
yo, what's up? Like, that's, <laughs> that's what I want. So it's, it's very complicated. When thinking about gender versus sex, and uh, a lot of people saying, well, yeah, se- sex is biological, and then gender is not uh, at all related to sex. But for a lot of, for most people, gender is actually pretty closely related to sex and that's why some people who are are trans will undergo biological changes or will change their their anatomy and their biology and their hormone levels and whatever to affirm their their gender yeah yeah i would say like uh gender surgeries are more like gender affirming surgeries Yeah. yeah yeah I don't know, because, yeah, I, I used to think, like, well, like, gender and sex are totally separate. But then when I was trying to think about what gender means to me personally, and obviously it's because I'm a cis person, I'm like, well, actually, the two are very linked to me. <laughs> because right. my gender and, and how I uh, identify as a woman has a lot to do with, with my anatomy and being uh, just raised you know, as being a, a girl turned woman and the experience. <laughs> really? I that's, have that's is, what you'd call it. That's so, that's yeah. so interesting. I've never met a, a woman before. Beautiful. <laughs> There's a Britney Spears song about the in-between, you know, it's a spectrum. Uh, yes. Not, yes. A, not a girl, not yet a woman. Uh, I think Britney was coming out as MB. <laughs> just kidding uh, yes wow we would love a non-binary britney spears that that is oh what God. i want uh yeah and what's so funny is is i could never in my head feel uh proud to be uh what i was assigned at birth it was just like something that i never felt attached to um yep. yeah. yeah i feel like that's like the big difference is that for me, it feels like two peas in the pod. And for people who aren't cis, it feels like one pea is outside the pod. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I'm exactly. terrible at metaphors. Uh. <laughs> exactly, but I, I think, I also want to say like women who identify as women, cis women, who feel like proud to be women, I always look at them and I'm like, fuck yeah, <laughs> like, I could sure. never, I could never do that thing. Wow, it sounds like I'm being sarcastic. I am not. I'm being fully good honest. For you. Like my mom good for had you kids. And your yeah, yeah. I'm like, good for you, Keely. Way to go. <laughs> but like, yeah, because like even uh, when I was honestly, I think I identified more as a feminist than I would have like in high school. I was probably like, I think I was. Uh, covering up a lot of what I felt about like not binaryism in again someone write me is that real <laughs> that word that I'm saying it is now <laughs> I'm claiming it but uh, I feel like I use feminism as a way to cover up my own problems with gender um, sure which was like the time period I spent like trying to overcorrect I felt like I was like I should be proud of this thing I should be invested in like being a woman and then discovering I'm non-binary and being like I can still be proud of these parts of me and not have to identify like on that spectrum yeah yeah I feel like I would be non-binary if I was 
is that weird to say? Born later. <laughs> I just never had the, like, I had a lot of dysphoria with the boobs. Mine came in early. Um, I never, I always wanted to veer more like androgynous tomboy. I understand that androgyny is not necessary for a non-binary identity, right. but I just really wanted that. And because of my boobs just eventually gave into like the femme way. Yeah. <laughs> I was like just working around them and felt so uncomfortable dressing the way I wanted to with like things that would were impossible. Yeah. Like they were huge and yeah. would constrict them. Yes. And I didn't know about binders then. Um, right. So, but these conversations, yeah. Like these conversations with like cis people that about gender, I think are so important and it should be like something that we just discuss like openly. Cause I don't think I experience gender like differently. I mean, like, look, guys, my nails are painted. I've got a chain. <laughs> I have a mullet, but I don't experience gender differently than anyone else. I also like to play with presentation. And for for me, I guess the the difference is that I just never felt like any less of my gender when I don't conform to it. Yeah. Right. Wearing a suit or wearing a strap or uh, <laughs> uh, whatever it, it is, it never really negated my feelings necessarily about my gender. But then I think kind of like Melody, had I been younger and had non-binary been in the vernacular and at the time I felt like I had a very hard time relating to my female friends I wonder if I would have questioned it more, but then, but then I realized that it was just because I was gay, and I, and then it all made sense to me. Totally, like any discomfort I had about why I just felt like we were on two different planets. I'm like, oh, it's because I'm gay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. But you're also binary in your sexuality too. You're just, I don't know. I think, yeah, fuck yeah, you, yeah, yeah, Carolyn. Yeah. I know. <laughs> fuck me. Yeah. Just love that fucking binary, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> because, like, even I feel like I'm on a spectrum with everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, e- even though I'm not, I, I definitely think everything is such a s- spectrum and so fluid and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. And I, I think that, like, Uh, The labels that I use are not exactly like I don't know if non-binary necessarily fits me exactly. My labels are mostly for other people to be able to affirm me and see me for like how I want to be seen. Because I just get a lot of messages from uh, young people that are like, how do you know? Like, how do I know if I'm bi? How do I know if I'm gay? And it's like, right. Honestly, I didn't want to go by they, them for a very long time. I held off for so long. And then finally, like, I think it was at the Dyke March two years ago. And I got so plastered with my non-binary friends. And we went to a party and my adorable non-binary friends were like, let's go around and say our pronouns. And like, everyone's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. And so we're going around and I was like so drunk and it finally got to me. And I was like. My pronouns are they, them. And, like, my non-binary friends, like, looked at me. And I was like, yeah, that those are my pronouns. Everyone's like, okay. 
<laughs> and then I spent the whole night being like, like just high off of like adrenaline and other things as well. Just being like, fuck yeah, like this is my pronouns now. So it it was a journey, and it still is a journey to know sure. what labels I want to have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all relatively new to non-binary people themselves and just like the general public. And we're going to have more and more celebrities coming out as non-binary. That's going to just, I don't know. Right. We just need more representation. And I feel like it's just an interesting time where we don't have a lot of the vocabulary to match a lot of the feelings. But we are getting like Janelle Monet coming out as non-binary, Sam Smith, India Moore. And it's only going to get... Um, we're going to get more clarity. I looked um, in researching for the episode. I went on the reviews for we're having gay sex. And there was a review that was like, I love this podcast. I'm learning so much from Gara about non-binary. Did you see that one? I and love it was like, this one. It was like, <laughs> she has taught me so much. It's <laughs> not it, enough. It, ga- really? it was th- so funny. I think I laughed for three fucking hours. <laughs> But I think I took a screenshot of it to yes. bring it up. I could not believe my ass. Yes. <laughs> yes. But like. Because it seems so genuine. Oh my, like, oh right. my God, I'm learning and immediately. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. But that's like the thing is going into situations and being like, should I tell them my pronouns? Should I not? Like, I am still on that journey. But the thing is, it's like sure. a comment like that is so sweet. I don't I don't mm-hmm. focus on the part that misgenders me i'm just like oh my fucking god like she's trying or i assume it's a she see even i'm like i'm like they (laughs) (laughs) now i'm gonna assume yeah (laughs) she on that one um but maybe not for long like you introduced the idea to this person who had no clue this was even really a thing or yeah, they're only going to get more and more educated listening to you. Right, so that's cool. right. And I think a lot of listeners uh, to the podcast, uh, I think they sometimes think, especially Zoomers, like on the younger end, I think that they think that like if you misgender someone, it is like can't I hate that word, but like cancelable. Like you are fucking done. Like you have to try, and it's like. I, it does suck, but, like, I just want to, like, let these people know of, like, my entire extended family misgenders me. Like, when I go home, I am she, her, and it is so confusing (laughs) to, like, walk into my house and be like, she, she, our daughter has a vagina. (laughs) She's a woman. (laughs) She's always been a woman. I'm like, what? Who are you talking about? But, like, understand that, like... I know the people that are trying, and I also know the people who aren't trying and who could care less, to be honest. I think it's pretty easy to tell when when someone's genuinely trying to get it wrong and it's not (laughs) coming from a place of kindness or, you know, love. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Definitely a different vibe. Right, but, like, if... Honestly, the only thing I want, because everyone, I get a lot of messages. I keep fucking saying that. I'm acting like I like get like a hundred a day. There's like five sitting in my But like, I get They're people, stacking up in the clout house. Just yeah, we just got a clout house. Like, yeah, that's the empty room. And, and now it's just the fan letters. But 
I just get a lot of people that'll be like, thank you so much. I had no idea about non-binary people. And I think also that non-binary people are not, like, cold-hearted, like, you know, it just, like, triggered snowflakes that can't make jokes and, like, can't, you know, live your life as, like, normal yeah. people. Like, they don't say yeah. this, but I, I assume because I, at one point in my life, thought that that's what non-binary, that non-binary people were fake, that non-binary people were overdramatic. This was literally, like, five years ago, and then meeting amazing non-binary people and slowly discovering that that is who I am. And just wanting that to be affirmed. Just so many people I know who once they uh, they realize that they're non-binary and they come out, they they come out and people are like, oh, why are you making such a big deal about it? It's like, well, they, they're not really making a big deal. They just want that to be uh, affirmed and not have to feel like they're being doubted or, or questioned and they're so happy in this realization and feel kind of like this freedom of like, oh, yeah, I'm no longer have to like cringe every time somebody calls me lady. Uh, right, right. <laughs> you know? Right. But did any of us like lady? You know, do do any of us like the word lady? <laughs> no. And lady 2020. <laughs> I have a story. I'm going to fess up here right now. You love it? Not that I love it, and I don't use it. Uh, you know, it's more, to me, kind of a funny word. Like, all right, ladies, let's get in the car, you know? Right. It's it's not something <laughs> that I'm not It's hanging- like, let's go, lesbians. It's yeah, like, I'm not yeah. hanging around a lot of <laughs> uh, lady-like people. And I, in fact, use it more for non-lady-like women, I guess. But sure. uh, I don't use the word that often. And I was doing this comedy festival and there was a, a comic there who I didn't realize was non-binary. And they had to go on stage before uh, I did. And I was in line for the bathroom and they were behind me. So I said, you can go first. And they said, oh, really? OK, thanks. So then when the person came out of the bathroom, I made this gesture and said, Milady, I've never said it in my life. Never said it in my life. Of course. And then they turned and they turned and glared at me and said, I'm not a lady. And then and then went into their comedy act and was like, I'm non-binary. I don't make a big deal. You know, people still call me she, just don't fucking call me lady. And I died. I felt like the biggest piece of shit. Uh, but, but then at the same time, I didn't want to be one of those people who makes such a big deal that it gets even more awkward where you're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, I I was just like, okay, just moving forward. Yeah. I will use the proper terms. Yes. Uh, To this day, it haunts me. Uh Every time I interact with this person, I'm just like, I hope they don't hate me. (laughs) But like. (laughs) <laughs> to be honest, I have periods like that. It happens to me. I will misgender someone at least, lol, once a month. I'm like, yeah, once a month I'll misgender. <laughs> but I mean, like, it happens a lot and it haunts me too. Like, it's like, yeah. but to be honest, like, 
yes, you had the right inclination to not make a big deal out of it, because, like, most people might not know this, getting misgendered sucks, but the apology afterward is also pretty fucking shitty. So, like, yeah, it's... It's not like you want to, like, sit around for, like, five minutes afterwards just, like, basically telling a cis person, like, it's okay. Like, right, yeah. Right, it's exactly. Really, exactly. It's really okay. <laughs> like, if you got my name wrong, if, like, which people do, imagine being non-binary and also have a very confusing name. Uh, <laughs> nothing gets right at all. But, like, when people call me Gara... They'll be Gara. like, Gara. <laughs> Gara. And they'll call me Gara, and they'll be like, oh, sorry, Gara. And then they'll be like, call me she, her, and they'll be like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just like, I'm so sorry. And it's like, how are these two any different? Like, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same way I feel when, when somebody, you know, if I start working a new job and somebody sees I'm married, and they're like, oh, what does your husband do? I'm like, oh, it's uh, actually my wife. And then... I am so sorry. Oh, God. I'm such an idiot. I'm like, that's totally fine. You know, norm- normal thing to, to do still in society. Yeah. Uh, not not mad at you. Yeah. Uh, but then they're like, oh, I really just ate shit there. I'm like, it's it's fine. It's fine. Just yeah. Let's move on. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Allie, I had to drop her off to get a surgery um, last week. And she... I had to wait outside because she was on a lot of drugs. This is my girlfriend. Oh, um, and <laughs> sorry. Um, this is my cat. She, yeah, I was like, they were like, wrong? do you have someone with her? That, <laughs> um, don't get me started, my cat. Um, <laughs> I think I talk about my cat too much on this podcast. But when they when I dropped Allie off, I had to go wait outside. And then when they were done with her, they're like, who do you have? Uh, so your boyfriend's outside? And she was like, oh, no, it's my girlfriend. And they were like, and what's his name? <laughs> and they were like, she was like, her name is Melody. And then she couldn't understand. The, it was like a weird interaction as she was walking away. She saw that they were studying um, to be a pastor. So that'll, <laughs> that's it. when someone doesn't want to learn. But I truly do think if we can learn Puff Daddy to P. Diddy to Sean Combs. Yes, I really Melody. think we can do the pronouns hey, thing. Absolutely. I truly do. Absolutely. <laughs> if we can go hard. from Snoop Dogg to Snoop Lion back to Snoop Dogg, we should be mm-hmm. able to do pronouns. I know we're capable <laughs> yeah. as a culture. And we should be just as uh, forgiving for people who are just figuring it out and going through different identities, whether it's gender or sexuality, or um, I don't know what you you call it, just like relational, like if you're poly or monogamous or whatever. What what's the word for that relationship style? Or I thought it was relationship style. I, I don't. I really don't know. I've no. I am also open in an open relationship. Yeah, relationship. The remix. I do have an important question about being non-binary. And is there an unwritten rule that all non-binary folks must support Bernie Sanders? <laughs> like. This is so funny. If, if some, if That's somebody, such a thing. if somebody said that they were non-binary but they were really, really all in for Warren, are they a fraud? 
Totally. For sure, okay. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we we all got together at the non-binary uh, conference that I go to right. uh, every month. Uh, renew my non-binary card. It's a monthly thing. It's actually kind of, kind of, you know, it's a little bit hard to do that. But no, yeah, we, we all have to uh, be hardcore for Bernie Sanders. So, yeah. Yes, <laughs> take the Bernard Sanders <laughs> non-binary pledge. Yeah. I'm glad you brought this up because I'm just waiting for the email we're going to get that's just like, I am a Trump-supporting, non-binary, Free queer. <laughs> right. Because we've been getting, weirdly, since we started talking about the election, we're getting MAGA lesbians writing oh, in. really? Now I'm oh, just yeah. like, anything's oh possible. God. We're going to get, like, yeah. a Trumper envy wow. writing in soon. Well, <laughs> what a world. <laughs> well, listen to we're having gay sex, because <laughs> I'm certain that'll be right up your guys' alley. So <laughs> you would love that. Um, wow, that's wild. Have, have you yeah. ever come across a straight person who identifies as envy? So actually, we we talked about this on the podcast with Jess Tom. I think you guys have had Jess on. Yeah, this podcast. yeah. Jess, Jess was is like the great. fourth guest, fourth or fifth. On yeah. Whoa, yeah. On we're having gay sex as well. I also legally can't talk about being non-binary without mentioning Jess Tom, uh, just because. <laughs> Uh, they are they really the king. On the level. They yeah. they've been yeah really, <laughs> really hundreds of years ago. The first non-binary person I knew. I think they were the first non-binary person ever. Uh, so yeah. thank you, thank you, Jess Tom, for uh, paving the way. Uh, no, but we talked about that on Jess Tom's episode of We're Having Gay Sex, and I think that honestly, being non-binary, you don't identify on a gender spectrum so i feel like whoever you're dating it it kind of if you want to identify as straight and non-binary live your bliss that's you like a label's a label you can have whatever label you want but i think the reason why we don't see a lot of that uh is because non-binary is fake. No. <laughs> what if by the ending I was like, it's all made up? <laughs> to confuse Dottie. And I let <laughs> you guys fashion. in. You just got punked. <laughs> no, I think the I think the reason is because like uh like I which is kind of why I identify It's a contradiction, as, I guess, to be straight. To- uh, totally. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you don't again, you don't identify on a gender right. spectrum. So what gender is going to be your same gender if you understand what i'm saying like it just doesn't really work that way but that's like kind of more or less of why i identify as a dyke which i think uh being on diking out i just have to mention at least uh because i get a lot of people who message me and say you cannot say that word you cannot identify as a dyke yeah and that's been like the most hate crap that I've gotten. But I, I think a lot of our listeners seem surprised at how maybe uh, flexible we are with labels. Mm. <laughs> I'm a bipan dyke. Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Like, yeah. I'm allowed on. Hell here. yeah. It's, are you allowed? <laughs> Carolyn. <laughs> As the the inflexible inflexible uh, binary 
<laughs> I waited. Swear. I didn't come out until she already asked me to be a co-host. <laughs> yeah, you're like, just so you know. You just assumed because I have a girlfriend. Yeah. And she's like, like no. I waited till I got in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think uh, a lot of people, uh, I think there's a big group of people that would say that I cannot identify as that. Uh, and to those people, I would say, uh, I don't have to explain myself, which is what I'll, I do not have to explain myself. But I think a lot of like saying that toward people like me is because you feel like I'm encroaching on your identity, uh, which is unfortunate. Because I think if we were more inclusive, we could be a bigger, stronger dyke group and then finally right. overthrow the government, which is why Bernie Sanders uh, asks us to <laughs> uh, vote for Bernie uh, 2024. <laughs> um, God help us. God yeah. just help us. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Um, What's the neutral term for God? uh, God. Gord. That's true. I know. I just gendered God as is my right. (laughs) God is Alanis Morissette in the movie Dogma, and you can't convince me otherwise. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, I would would say to anyone that thinks that or says that about non-binary dykes or even bisexual, pansexual dykes... uh, Stop. <laughs> right. D- don't Please do stop. that. Because I had yeah. a, an upbringing that was, as you would qualify, a dyke upbringing. I've been called right. that word in a derogatory sense. And also, if I can't be a dyke and I can't be gay, where do, where do I go? <laughs> right. Tell me where a little twink like me uh, belongs, because... Whenever I'm with women and, uh, you know, having sex with women and uh, being with women, can I be a dyke? And then when I come home, yeah, yeah, diking out with only women. That's it. (laughs) But like when I come home and take off my little dyke suit and like my, you know, little dyke mask, do I just become straight? (laughs) Am I a straight person? Maybe. (laughs) No, I'm saying no, I'm not. Please stop doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I think that uh, a lot of the, I guess, controversy, I I don't know. It just seems like that some people really get a bug up their ass that they think that people's labels encroach on other labels or that they're somehow impacted or affected negatively or like they're a victim of someone else's label when the reality is you're not. Right. That's it. That's like... I think it's as simple as that. I think that if trans men, trans women, trans non-binary folks want to identify as dyke and that's how they identify, they can. And that doesn't hurt anybody else who identifies as dyke in in any way. There's just like there's no real reason to be upset right. about that. And anybody right. who is upset about that, I think, needs to do some journaling or something and figure <laughs> out what the real reason yeah, is, right. <laughs> is that, right. that's bothering them about it. Just like some people uh, who, and, and, and I hear this more from cis straight people who are just confused about everything the queer community does anyway, but uh, 
with non-binary people yeah. who are uh, assigned female at birth, they're like, oh, you don't like being a woman? That's anti, anti-woman anti to be. And I'm like, mm, it's not. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's always a fun one. I I uh, have family members who are, like, very against uh, who I am. And it's funny to see the different, like, angles that they come at you with, I guess, the the end goal to have you sit there and be like, you're right, I'm not. <laughs> Which just, like, cracks me up that they think they could ever yeah. achieve that. I am this way whether you like it or not. Uh, and that is, uh, that is a, a pop song that I'm writing called I'm This Way Whether You Like It or Not. So you can find that on Spotify. <laughs> that might be our new theme song. It's... what do you think is the biggest misconception about being non-binary we are going to freak the fuck out at you which (laughs) is why my boyfriend and i do this very funny bit which is wherever i'm misgendered I lash out like a like a real housewife and like throw a drink and he goes, please, please, like <laughs> they're freaking out or I'll like go Hulkamania on people and act like I'm going to like turn into the Hulk, uh, which I think is just fun for cis people to be able to like click in their brain like, oh, I guess that's what I thought they were going to do. <laughs> and now they're making fun of me for it. <laughs> I love that. So, yeah. (laughs) Many people know that this is rare for me, but I do think that your boyfriend is super cool. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I know I've expressed this to you before, but Gara's boyfriend, who I know very well um, through his online presence uh, on Gara's Instagram uh, <laughs> that's the only place he exists is, is on my Instagram. Yes. And yeah, he's great. Yeah. He like, is great. Is this is cool great. dude? More of these, man. I, you know, I was wondering the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like ally number one with like non-binary people, yeah. like finding a cis man who's like, could like throw down in a bar for someone like misgendering you is like, that's pretty hard to find. <laughs> and also Carolyn, your dyke card was taken <laughs> away for that. I know I was going to make a joke boyfriend. before that was like, you can call yourself a, a dyke as long as you hate <laughs> men at your core. <laughs> right. Right. That's the first and let me tell of- you, still do. <laughs> right. Right. See, uh, yeah. And to our listeners, I think, it comes down to you can call yourself a dyke if you sign up for our Patreon. <laughs> dot com slash dyke. Oh, smart. <laughs> that was perfect. Yes. That was perfect. Yeah. If you want to feel better Whoa. about it, maybe we should make actual cards that we send out with my <laughs> Sally Ride stamps. I do think it's funny that like you guys are like the titular. It's not the word I'm looking for, titular, but like yeah. you are the Dyke podcast. Like you are diking out, 
And so to come on diking out and be like, I'm a dyke, guys. Do you feel affirmed? No matter what. Oh, I feel mega affirmed. Even if you guys are going to hang out this call and be like, Bagheera's not a dyke, right? And you'll be like, no, no, we're not actually airing this. You're such a dyke. And I love that it took the dyke march for you to feel like mobilized in your journey to non-binary. Everyone who's ever been at the dyke march knows you feel powerful at that. It's crazy. It's a really crazy good energy. Totally. It it is good energy. And also so funny for any I'm still speaking to these like, I don't know, three people (laughs) that would be like, stop calling yourself a dyke. Or maybe you're not even on here. I don't know. I'm judging your guys' (laughs) listening base before I even meet them. But for anyone that does think that, go to the Dyke March when everything is, Mm -hmm. you know, able to be a thing again. Right, right. And see how many different kinds of Dykes there are. So many. It's like a Dr. (laughs) Seuss book. It's just like... There's yeah. so many uh, femmes, <laughs> people, more mask presenting, a lot of um, top surgery scars, a, a lot, lot of, of trans, trans dykes. dykes. It's yeah. so great. Yeah, so so many trans mm-hmm. dykes. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, and I, you know, I think anybody who has a problem with the way that we uh, use the word dyke and and allow people to allow us allow people we're so we're so yeah. nice no they allow and allowing me. other yeah, people like how could you allow Gary? Right. no but, but but the way that we uh are you know more inclusive i guess use of the the word dyke uh anyone with a problem uh with that would have stopped listening a while yeah. ago so <laughs> right yeah especially when i came out exactly exactly yeah no, we we actually I don't think we've ever gotten an email with with anybody being uh upset about that. If anything, we get emails about people being uh glad that we're inclusive even with the term lesbian, which some people will really uh gatekeep and we're like, "Hey, if that's the word that's right for you, go with it. Scissor away." Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I personally, I love gatekeepers. Yeah. Is it because they have a lot of keys? <laughs> a ring of keys. Yeah. So many of these, like, <laughs> you, you guys <laughs> and your lesbian references. <laughs> yeah. Gatekeepers just got so many keys. Uh, yeah. Well, I think we pretty much talked about everything there is to be talked about within the non-binary uh, identity. Yeah, that's we covered it. it. <laughs> All of it. Nobody's confused. <laughs> Nobody's offended by yeah. me and my dumb questions. Well, I'm I'm offended. Okay. But <laughs> yeah, but, but that's fine. <laughs> um, no, I'm not offended. Just you're so offended because you're a Bernie Sanders supporter. No, I'm just me kidding. Too. I also like Bernie <laughs> yeah, Sanders. Just, just be clear. Right. Yeah, I just want to make it clear I wasn't mocking Bernie Sanders supporters. Uh, It was just an observation. (laughs) Right. No, in in an astute observation as well. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We should probably get to this week's listener question. I'm a construction worker in Southern California and a coworker of mine has often made homophobic comments at work. I try to let it go because he is one of those guys who thinks he's always right and you can't change his mind. So I don't think it's worth my energy arguing with him. But on multiple occasions, he has used the word fag 
And it really affects me emotionally, understandable. I keep telling myself that I will tell him I find it offensive and don't want him to use that kind of language at work, but I don't want to out myself to a person like that. I'm afraid to go to my shop manager because I'm the only woman and the only queer person where I work. And I'm afraid of being called too sensitive for our line of work. Our HR person is at another location and I cannot get in contact with her without talking to my manager. What should I do? That just sent chills. Being the only woman, only Mm -hmm. gay person. Well, people are screaming faggot. You got to do something. Yeah. Well, I think your safety is what's more important in this entire thing. And if you don't feel safe, well, now I'm like, (laughs) do you feel safe? I don't know. Like, a job is a job, but, like, you don't have to come out to anyone if you don't want to. And if people are saying offensive stuff, I think that, uh, well, the the whole problem with the HR person, that's that's messed up. You 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 shouldn't have to to tell why. You shouldn't have to tell your manager why you want to talk to HR. That's the whole point of HR is that you have some sort of confidentiality with them. Right? That's how HR, that's why it's there. Yeah. I don't know if this is how this person feels, but I wouldn't feel bad for not ever jumping on someone for saying homophobic comments if you don't feel safe. Like, your safety comes first. I agree with Gara. Your safety comes first. I don't like how much this this bothers you, and I know how much it would bother me. And I think that there's a way to bring it up without having to out yourself and just be very matter-of-fact about it and just say, hey, can you not use that word? I don't like it. If they say why, be like, none of your business. I've, you know, I've just stop brother. using that word. <laughs> That's something I would do because I'm spineless. I have a gay I nibbling. Was, at, first, at first I was like, <laughs> oh, you do? I, I'm just... <laughs> I have a gay nibbling and... I'm actually just totally <laughs> spineless and would come up with some They're like, story, nibbling. But <laughs> there's got to be better. Right, right. No, but those types of people are very frustrating. I think the whole worry about being called sensitive is is also very frustrating. And I think, like, if honestly, the the shallow side of me uh, with these types of people is always like, if they get like being like, oh, what are you sensitive? Be like, no, I actually you were you seem sensitive about it. So that's yeah. that's why I said something. And they're always like, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Maybe this is terrible advice, but next time he says that word, be like, it's funny how often you use that word. Is there something you're not telling us? And that will scare him <laughs> to his yeah. core. Yes. He will never best. use that Honestly, word yes. again. Oh, and, yeah. And and then you're top dog. <laughs> yes. Straight up. That is, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Problem yeah. solved. Easy for us. To solve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, please. Let us know how it goes. But good for you for working in an industry. We know it's not easy to be in an industry where it's dominated by men and that, uh, you know, you're afraid that anything you do or say is going to affirm their beliefs of why it should be a male dominated field. I mean, that happens in, in comedy. If you don't like having the host ask you to give them a blowjob, then, oh, this is why women aren't comics. And you're like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Please write in and let us know. 
what happened. Let us know how it went, and we wish you the best. If you have any questions, you can send them to dykingout at gmail.com. Uh, or if you have a specific question, go to wizio, W-I-S-I-O.com slash dykingout for a more uh, private or detailed answer in video form. Wow. It's the only thing I put on makeup for. Gara, <laughs> thank you so much for diking out with us. This has been a joy. Where can people find you on all those social medias? You can find me on Instagram at at Gara. Uh, you can also listen to We're Having Gay Sex on, I think, any, I think Spotify and Apple. I genuinely uh, <laughs> don't know. Uh, Everywhere and then, but ChristianMingle.com. You, you can find <laughs> yes. that. Yes. Uh, I am not on Twitter anymore because well, Twitter's so a horrible place. And Bless uh, Also, I am starting a weekly newsletter about gender called N-Baby. And hey. you can subscribe to that. If you follow me on Instagram, that'll come up at some point mm. time is it doesn't exist right now so i it should start cool. in the next month we're all about plugging things that we haven't gotten to pulling together uh just yet i think that's been our mo yeah, just stay <laughs> tuned yeah. for our zoom show um <laughs> <laughs> yes love that <laughs> Uh, you can find us at Diking Out and uh, at Diking Out Pod on TikTok. Doing nothing as usual. <laughs> Just sleeping, keeping it warm. You can uh, follow me at TGI Carolyn, and I just had a photo shoot, so maybe yeah, I'll post a picture. Very nice. Um, you can Fuck follow yeah. me at Melody Kamali, also on TikTok, mostly Instagram, but I will say I've got three whole videos on TikTok, and um, I'm a, most of them involve my cat. And thank you, everybody, for decking out with us. Regardless of how you identify or what labels you use, you are all yeah. welcome to dyke out. Uh, even the straights just don't use the word outside of the context of this podcast, please. Right. Yeah. Be, Be kind, kind to, to one, one another. another. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.